so let's get into this. Uh, welcome, everybody. Very excited to be here today. We have a very special guest as well, which I know you're going to fall in love with, as I did. And if I can get this working. Perfect. Here we go. So just, uh, just as a reminder, you know, the reason why we do these, myself and Andy, is we want to give back to each and every one of you as uh, partners, uh, also advisors. And what we try to do is over the course of the week and over our tenure as advisors, we kind of want to bring forth some advice and some experiences we've had. And not just that, you know, we tend to talk to a lot of advisors uh, um, being with Planswell. So we often get some really good tips and tricks and some great strategies uh, along the way. And we want to share those as well. And of course, uh, I'm also involved in what's called PlanCraft, which hopefully more people will join us. And it's basically peer-to-peer where we get to, again, hear experiences from people that are out there doing exactly what you're doing, but we all get to share our stories and experiences and our tips and our tricks and all this wonderful stuff. And I get so much out of those and those happen five times a month. And those are one of the things I look forward to every single time. Now, what's happening right now is we have a special guest named Judy Bailoff. So happy to have her here. Um, she's gonna blow you away with just her wonderful personality and her charisma. But just before we get into the um, topics with Judy, I just want to kind of reiterate, you know, what's happening out there. Uh, some of the gems that I picked up this week from talking to other advisors and through PlanCraft, some things that are actually working and are working well are essentially asking the right questions. So if you're contacting a PlansWell lead, or this could also work with your own prospects as well. And if you're looking to make that initial contact and want them to engage, some of the, the questions that they're asking that are absolutely working is one, what is your recovery plan? You know, markets are down about 10%. Uh, it seems like every single day they're fluctuating. So today they're up about 1%, but it could be down 1% tomorrow as well. So people are a little bit worried and they are still down most people. So a good question to ask someone is, you know, what's your recovery plan? You're probably down five, 10, 15% depending on your portfolio, what is your plan to recover your market losses to this point? And it doesn't even matter if you actually have a plan. Uh, I'll, I'll help you out with that. But the point is you're going to get their, you're going to get their interest. If it is a plans well lead, that means they recently created a plan. So what I've heard from other advisors was a great question to ask is why now, you know, you created this plans well plan, but out of all the times, why now? And then the answer to that, a lot of times, will give you the opportunity to get them to the next level or book a meeting. So some of the stuff that I heard last week, which I thought was pretty cool, some things that people are using. And again, these are, they're using these with their clients, but they're also using these with prospects to differentiate themselves from other advisors. So some of the stuff that people are using for downside protection during these uh, markets, uh, alter alternate, alternative and private investments. Uh, which have nothing to do with the stock market. Some are using the cash surrender value inside a whole life policy. Um, in the US, they're using indexed UL, segregated funds with guarantees, and real estate funds as well. And I'm not suggesting that you start using these. I am suggesting that you can use these as a topic of conversation to at least get your prospects interested in, in I guess, engaging more and asking questions, and at least you can get them to the next level. At the end of the day, whether or not you recommend any of these things is irrelevant. The whole point of this is to just get them interested in you because you are differentiating yourself from everybody else. 
some strategies that were discussed. There was the three bucket solution, which I really can't get into because it's a little bit more de detailed, but getting your clients to focus in the long term. Um, I've heard an amazing strategy of where people are using the plans or referral link and effectively sending it out to people and saying, hey, you know what? Inflation has increased. What's going to happen to your plan if inflation goes from 2% to 3% or 4% or 5% or whatever number you want to put in there? And here's a referral link. It only takes four or five minutes to gauge how much inflation will actually impact you. But the beauty is you send a referral link. Now, as an advisor, you get all their information, which gives you a fantastic basis for a conversation. Um, behavioral coaching was brought up as well. So whether you're, whether you're looking at the Vanguard survey or the Russell survey, there's some really great stuff out there which shows the value of an advisor, not just from all the stuff that we do, but just from the behavioral coaching aspect. And the most recent one from Vanguard showed, showed a 3.76% uh, increase in returns by basically keeping your clients invested or having some sort of strategy when, when markets go down. That, that's, that's enormous and by, and by far the biggest um, needle mover when it comes to the advice that we provide to our clients. And of course, the value of an advisor is actually higher than 3.76. Again, depending on which survey you're looking at, it can range between four and a half to about five and a half percent. So what you're doing out there, ladies and gentlemen, is very, very important. You provide an amazing service to uh, society and, and our communities, and you're doing a great job, and I encourage you to keep it up. And now, and the reason why we're here today is to introduce Judy Bailoff. Um, I guess the one thing I'm going to mention is when I first spoke to her, we, we, I think we were playing a 15-minute conversation, Judy, and that 15-minute ended up being a, at least 45 minutes. It might have even been an hour. So uh, she's one of those people that you talk to her for two minutes and you're like, I want her to be my best friend. <laughs> Not just a friend. I want her to be my, my best friend. So Judy, welcome to uh, A&E Live. Thank you so much. So it's, a, it's an absolute uh, honor to have you here today. And maybe the first question I'll start is, you know, you are an advisor. Tell us a little bit about who you're currently working for and uh, how long you've been an advisor. Currently, I work for that small American insurance company named New York Life. Tiny. What most people don't realize is that New York Life has eight businesses, including an investment business. Uh, 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 they bought Cigna, so they have group benefits, et cetera, et cetera. And what that does for them as a company is whenever the things are going downhill one place, they're going uphill someplace else, so they can always pay the dividends. They have never missed in 164 years, which is pretty impressive. So it's a fabulous company, very proud to work for them. That's great. And you've been an advisor for how long? Um, five years with New York Life. I, what's interesting is I was a commercial lender for 27 years. And when the Glass-Steagall Act got uh, turned over in the United States, which separated investments from banking. All the banks made all of us get all of our securities and insurance license so we could refer business to other people. So I've been referring clients to other advisors for all those years. And then I finally got smart and said, why don't I do this? Like, I'm good at referring it. I should get paid for it. So I became an advisor. That's a great story. Now, why don't you tell me or tell us a little bit about what your practice looks like, because obviously there's so many advisors out there, some focus on one things over another. Do you have a specialty that you focus on? Is there something you enjoy doing more than others? What, what do you like to do? That's an excellent question for 
somebody that works for New York Life because you can do anything or you can do everything. We have some people that specialize and only ever sell life insurance. That's all they do their whole career. My, my best friend in the company, that's what she does. She doesn't, want her, she doesn't want her investment licenses. But I realize there's many, many, many advisors on this call. So I have all my licenses. I'm appointed with Eagle Securities. So I sell investments, but when I sell them because I'm older than I look, can I just say it that way? I don't have to disclose anything else. 40, um, 35. I want to be, yeah, thank you. I want my clients to feel comfortable that if they bring their money over to me, they're going to have somebody they're working with for the next 40 years if they're in their 20s or something. So I have a very young, very smart investment guy, Matt, and we always do all of the investment clients as a partnership. So my passion and my love is protection. So I sell a ton of long-term care, a ton of annuities that have dividends every year, which is another thing to put on that list of what you suggest to people in crazy times like this. And I also sell um, life insurance, of course. So all the protection products, because if you don't have that foundation built, <clears throat> you can be putting money away in investments forever and you could get in trouble. So I think you gotta protect first. Okay, I love that. Now, Andy, I believe you are the one who introduced Judy to Planswell. So I'm going to actually refer this back to you. Why don't you tell me how that worked out? Like, how did that happen? You're going to have to get, get off mute. I know that the sun is kind of blurring your eyes a little bit in St. Martin. All right. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the salt water. Um, yeah, Judy, I mean, Judy, you know, came across as a, you know, a potential advisor that might be a good fit. Just absolutely lovely to talk to. And, you know, in, in, in this, arena personality it means a lot I knew I knew Judy was going to be amazing and you know I, I think correct me if I'm wrong Judy but when we first talked you know you were you were skeptical but at the same time you had an you have an attitude of why not try right like it the world is a you know is constantly evolving and I think you always came across to me as somebody very confident right and would embrace anything new and a, and a new challenge and uh that's exactly who this was the right fit for and uh you know we actually talked quite a bit for the first off and on you know i remember i still whenever you call me i'm like judy 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 for yeah. any of you <laughs> carrie grant fans that's that's a yeah. reference back to <laughs> carrie grant um and i just remember every time i talked to you i i actually just felt better whether i was in a good mood yeah. or mad mood I always love talking to you. Um, and uh, so I was thrilled when you uh, agreed to do the show. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that that was it. I, I just could tell that Judy was going to be great um, because she was ready to lean in, learn something new. Um, and I think that's the right the right attitude with anything in life. So Judy, what, what was a deciding factor for you to say, you know what, I'm going to take a chance on plans well? I think it was Andy, actually, because I was very cynical, and I'm not a cynical person, but about leads, I was cynical, because like many, I would guess if, they, if you ask people in the chat, how many people have tried a lead program of any kind before plans? Well, all of us have. We've tried, you buy 600 leads, and they only come with the phone number, no email or address, or you buy 700 leads, and they only come with a phone number, not an email or an address, like you would only get one thing, and people on the list would be dead or a wrong number or a disconnected number. It was so frustrating. Or you'd go with another company that we're all familiar with and three people would get the lead. 
And you would be so, you'd have this great conversation and then the client would say, the prospect would say, oh, I have another person I'm talking to on Thursday and I'll call you back if I wanna go with you. So you were just throwing money down the drain. So when Andy talked to me, I, I got an email from him and I thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna investigate this. It sounds a little different. And I think what sold me was not only Andy's warm, engaging personality, but also when he said, this lead belongs to you forever. This is your lead. I said, if I can just have one person to talk to, that would be great. So I decided to try it. And um, I, think, I think Planswell is like the best in the business when it comes to leads for advisors and agents both. I've recommended to a couple of friends of mine who are just pure agents, not advisors, because I think it's worthwhile on both sides of the house. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And my understanding is, uh, even though you've been with Planswell for four months, it's really only been about two months because you actually wrote a book. Is that true? I did. I took a little break from Planswell because I wanted, I needed to launch my book. Um, and it worked really well. And I just came back on Planswell and, 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 have some really good things that have happened to tell you about um, some things I learned that will actually help the other advisors on the phone because it took me four or five months to learn it through you know trying different things. So that, that's great. Okay, so then let me ask you then: Are there certain things you know before joining Plans Well? You join Plans Well. Are there certain things that kind of open your eyes to something new that you didn't know from before? Yes, tool. Thank you for saying that. I was trying, like, well, not, I know about investments and I know about insurance and annuities. I was trying to figure out what you were asking me. Um, I think the thing that, and this is the way that I refer people to Andy to, um, to give clients is I say to them, here's the thing. Most lead systems that, or lead lists that you buy, you have to put them in your system put them in your phone, keep track of them. You got notebooks or spreadsheets or whatever you use plans well. I literally run my plans well business from the app, from the portal. You can keep track of every appointment, what happened, when you call, want to call them again. It's, it's smooth and easy and helpful and it reminds you like you go on plans well and you go back to, to where I keep my hot leads. And it'll have, oh, this guy said he's moving to Virginia next summer, call him then. So I can keep track of people that don't want to be called for a year. And it's easy to find them. You can't beat that. Hermos, you know what you'll love? I remember calling Judy once. And we usually talk, you know, as you know, it's very easy to get in. And Judy's like, Andy, Andy, I got to go. This is the time that I have scheduled for my calls. I still got seven more calls to make. <laughs> and, like the plans well calls. Yeah, so no, leading into what Judy's saying is having a process, right? Judy, I think you're, you're, you sound to me like a taskmaster, right? Like segment these things out, get through them, be consistent and persistent. Yeah. I think that's the only way you can write a book, right? Aramos, you've written a book as well. So you gotta, you gotta dedicate that time to do it, whether you want to or not. That's yep. true. I got up at 5.30 in the morning every day for eight months and wrote until 8.30 so I could do my New York life business after that because I want that book was in my heart. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And that, that's what helped me too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an author by any stretch. Or I guess, I guess if I can make the argument that I am now, 
But before that, um, I was all over the place trying to find time to write in my book. And then the only time I actually made progress was exactly what you just mentioned, Judy. I had to, I had to specifically block off time always in the morning to just work on the book. And that got me through so much in the end. And if I didn't do that, I probably still wouldn't have written that book. So that's some good advice there. Okay. So um, one of the things that I keep telling people about as an advisor of 23 years, the leads are great, but personally, when I look at the total package of plans, well, I believe that all the tools that come along with those leads, it, I hate to say it, but it, it almost makes the leads a bonus because there's so much amazing value in all the tools that we have, whether it's the phone lady, whether it's a &E Live, whether it's PlanCraft, the scripting and all this wonderful stuff. Judy, what are some of the things that you use to kind of drive your business? I think I've used them all to some degree, depending on when they were most valuable at different times. Um, I started out by going to all the Tuesday, Thursday, what's that called when you learn about everything? Office hours. Office hours. Office hours, yeah. I went to office hours for about a month. And then I kind of had a good handle on the website itself. Because when you first start, it's just like so overwhelming. There's so much there. And then um, I listened to many of the old tapes that were on there of teachings and, and guest speakers that had been on before. I listened to those whenever I have a free you know, 30, 40 minutes and I listened to those. The phone lady, I love. I've listened to everything of hers. Um, I've used the link a few times with my own client base, prospect base. That hasn't been my favorite thing so far. I've, everything else is my favorite. I just haven't used that as much as I probably should. Um, the, the portal, the management system is amazing. Like I don't call anybody until I go into their name, look at their plan, see if they have kids, see how they've been saving so that you've got, you know, like if you call somebody who's 59 and they're retiring at 62, you can just open up the conversation by saying, hey, you've done a good job of planning for the future. You're only a couple years away. Have you done that basic retirement planning that you need to do to be sure you're going to be not running out of money? And they're like, no, no, I need to do some of that. We should set up a time to talk. Like, it works really well in my age group. People are, we all kind of think the same way. So we're like, oh, I'm kind of close to retirement. And they'll, and then when you mention long-term care or you mention guaranteed income, they perk up. Yeah, if you know about this stuff, I'd meet with, I'd like to meet with you. And I want to bring my wife too, because that's what I want to hear about. Okay. So that's, that's great. And I love your philosophy on things and the way you're, you're kind of going about your practice. And I understand that your focus is more benefits and more the protection side. So what are some of the, I guess, results that you've had up to this point, focusing on benefit plans and insurance and that kind of stuff? I really have a really great story. It was a call that I went, I literally went through the whole calling process. The, the, I always do the way it's set up. I call, then I call and text, I call and text, I call, I do final call and text and say, hey, if you ever need me, here's my cell phone, text it. This woman um, and her fiance, and she's in my age group in this decade of mine. And the last time I called, she picked up. So never stop at three, never stop at four, always do that fifth call, it can be magic. And it turned out that she had do, done no planning. We got together for lunch and we're starting with, we started with, we've already done this, 
a million dollars, they own a company together, so a million dollars of key man life for both of them. Very nice cases because when you put life insurance on 60 year old women, it's pretty pricey, but she, she needed to get it done. She's moving over in the process of moving over several hundred thousand dollars into, it's a New York life product. People don't probably don't have it anyplace else, but it's an annuity, but it's just an annuity that has dividends added to it every year. So it's very, very practical. It kind of gives you an inflation hedge. And, uh, then, and then her fiance is doing the same thing. And then they're gonna convert that, those huge policies to whole life gradually over the next few years. And we're gonna do group benefits for their company, employee whole life and long and short-term disability and term. Um, so altogether, it's, it's about 15,000 of first year commission right now, another five to 7,000 when I do the company benefits and trailers, of course, on the insurance and the long, everything has trailers and an insurance company. It's just their thing. <laughs> Wow, it sounds like you've uh, kind of paid for your plan, paid for your plans with subscription for the next ten years. If you've already yes, my yes, my subscription's paid for. I'm good there. So yeah. So uh, without even asking, I can just make a, make mention that obviously it's your ROI is huge if you made that much money. So congratulations, that's great, and it seems like you're just kind of getting started as well. You're learning along the way. Now you also, when we spoke the other day, you mentioned this. I thought was a pretty intriguing story about your son. Did you want to share that? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to share that. So I have a, a 41-year-old son who was in the Iraq war. This is many years ago, not a current war, an older one that we're all familiar with. And he was on the border of, of uh, uh, on, in Kuwait, right next to Iraq. And he went on the, the march to the airport and he was there for seven years. And when he got medevaced home with PTSD and all of every bone in his body had been broken, he was a mess. And fast forward about seven years and he'd been working on getting healthy and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when I started at New York Life, his million dollar term policy that the army gives you in the United States was expiring. And I said, Graham, you need life insurance. You don't wanna, and it was by some miracle we got him $400,000 of term and then immediately converted it all to whole life. And he kicked and screamed, I don't have money for that, mom. I don't want to buy it. I, I, this is just um, money I don't have. I said, yes, it's money you have. It's money you don't want to give up. Anyway, we got it in place. And then COVID, I mean, so then three years goes by, COVID hits. And he had just been hired at the Marriott Hotel to be the head bartender. It was a great job, great benefits. He was so excited. And COVID shut the hotel down. Like there was no job, it was gone. So he went without work for 18 months. It was a hard row. He had some savings, went through his savings. Then mom helped him a little bit. His sister helped him a little bit. And then I went online at New York Life and I saw that he had over $1,400 of cash value in his life and whole life insurance policy. So he called and he, he didn't even have to take a loan, Ermos. The guy said, you've got $1,400 of dividends. You can just take those and you won't owe any money back to New York Life. He was, he will never say a word about whole life again. He was <laughs> so happy. I love that story. Um, yes, I mean, there's so many benefits and for those who don't do a lot of insurance, maybe they're missing out. So if you actually have an insurance license and maybe you're just focusing on 
on investments and only term, at the very least, you should probably explore some other alternatives because especially in this type of environment right now, um, where there's COVID and people are losing jobs or they're getting sick and the market volatility, there's a lot of really good perks in having uh, some sort of protective type um, products. Yeah. Now, Can I answer that question that just popped up? Why didn't I have them in buy term and invest the difference? Yeah, of course. Okay, whoever asked that question, I mean, I get that a lot, but term insurance is going to end in 20 years. You can buy a 30 year term or whatever. Term insurance going, I'm not suggesting you don't invest in the market at all, but have an alternative investment class that has safe growth, like a whole life policy. They basically pay about four and a half percent tax-free. So tax equivalent, depending on how much money you make, what tax bracket you're in, that could be close to six. Why don't you want a safe six over here and then make 20% over here? But diversify, that's why I do it, diversification. And one thing that I've learned when I first became an advisor, for, it was exactly what I was doing. It was by term message difference because that's what I was told was the right thing to do. And sometimes we have to take a step back and remove our ego sometimes and just basically ask the question of clients. I probably spent the first five years of my life not selling a single permanent policy. Everything was term. And then when I started to figure out more ways on how to actually use permanent insurance, at the same time, I didn't think to myself, okay, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot. I just said, you know what? I'm just going to give my clients an option. And I would have a spreadsheet that just said, here's your term option. Here's all the pros and here's all the cons. Here is your permanent option. Here are the pros and here are the cons. Now, at that point in my career, it was all about term. So I thought I was sold on term. Turns out, probably about 35, 30 to 35% of my clients ended up choosing the permanent option and not the term, which was a little bit shocking to me. And that was kind of an eye opener. Yeah. And, and can you see my hand wants- gesture? Yeah, <laughs> I think this is a good topic for a show or for plan craft. So I, that's me reeling it in. Okay. Back into just. Thank you, thank you, Andy. Yeah. Okay. But, so then, but in your spirit, Judy, you were always trying to help and have conversations. So that's great, right? I don't. Oh, I don't. Absolutely. Mean any disrespect. And 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 to the comment, it does depend on affordability. When people can, protection is first, protect them first. And then start teaching them about the benefits of whole life and tax-free money. And when we see, I don't think Canada Canada is going to be any different um, in the future. They're going to have higher taxes too. We all are. We all print in the United States. We printed so much money. The only way to pay that back is inflation and higher taxes. And so if taxes are going to go higher, where are you? I'm sure you talked about this in three buckets, right? Yeah. Tax-free, tax later, tax never. You want some tax never money if you can afford to get it. So I want to do. I want to actually move into your into your book, Judy, because I know this is something you're very uh, proud of, and you should be proud. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your book and maybe why you did it and what you feel you got out of it? I will. Can I do what I had one really really cool calling tip to give everybody? Can I give them to it first? Absolutely. I discover guys. I have, I have called it every time of the day. Mondays are horrible. I don't do Mondays anymore at all. Um, and I kept trying different things. I have had the most amazing success in getting people and having phenomenal conversations on Fridays after 2 p.m. We call it Trap Friday. 
people are waiting to look busy for another three hours before they get to leave. Yeah. I, Trap Friday. I have had, I mean, I'm just like, I'm, I'm putting that, that that three hours on Friday is just my plans. Well, calls for that day. Like it's great. Yeah. Matt's saying the same thing there in the chat. Wow. Yeah. Three. We booked on Friday between one and four. Just remember that Trap Friday, people just want to look busy to end the week, right? End the day. That's Thank you for sharing that, Judy. That's a good point. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah, Matt, Matt talk, said, about, talk about my book. So yes, go ahead. It was, it was through New York Life that I was introduced to a gentleman named Bob Proctor, who's actually Canadian, just died last month. And I did a class with him and he was going through the principles of Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And I was so fascinated by the power of these principles. And I'd read the book years ago and not paid any attention to it. I think many of us have read it and not paid any attention to it. I was paying attention this time. I had been through some really challenging stuff in my life, open heart surgery and five strokes, thought I was never gonna work again. And I made a recovery and I said, what did I do that I recovered? I like, how come I was that lucky? How come I was that blessed? And it was through studying these principles and I, I was, my floor has got like a hundred books stacked on top of each other's. I've been researching and reading for the last two years actually. And in January, 2021, I got up one morning and I said, you know, these principles are so great, but how are you gonna keep on track? I can't watch three hours of classes every day to stay up on the principles since I don't have the time. Somebody should write a book that has every day the law or the principle, a Bible verse, a quote, a reflection and an affirmation. So it takes you two minutes to read it and it gives you as good a shot as a cup of coffee gives you, just gets you going. And so I set the goal out for myself to get it done in eight months. And that meant I needed to get up at 5.30 every morning. So I wrote it and it published, it came out on November 2nd and it's um, already sold more than 600 copies, which doesn't sound like a lot, but the average author sells 250 copies. Wow. So what does that mean to you though, Judy? How does that make you feel? What do you feel that you got out of writing this book? I got so much. I get, I mean, we're in a business and all of the people that are on the call, nobody could say, and you've done this business, Irmos, you've done this business, Andy. This is not a, this is a, this is kind of a solo business and you have, you have declines, you have people that change their mind. You spend three hours on somebody that goes with somebody else. It's an emotional roller coaster. And I think this book for me and all the people that have bought it and gotten back to tell me about it, it keeps you on track. It keeps me on track. And I've gotten to share with so many people, all the wonderful, these laws and principles they're just what life is about. So it's a it's a hanger to hang your practice on. It's a hanger to hang your life on. It makes you a better advisor, agent, husband, wife, friend. This makes you a better you. So that's why I like it. Wow, that's a, that's a great message. I don't know, Andy, if you want to add anything to that. I love you, Judy. <laughs> I just love you. I love you, Andy and Hermos. I really do. I've had so much fun being a part of Planswell. I just, I think 
you know, here's what people say to me that some of my friends that have joined and didn't stay, well, I didn't get any, I didn't get any business the first 30 days. Maybe you won't, but every single name that you get is a person who might need you. And when you get somebody on the phone that needs you, they not only talk to you, they end up doing business with you because they've had nobody paying any attention to them before. That's the woman that I'm doing $15,000 of business with. Nobody, she's African-American. She's got a company. She's worked in the government for 35 years. She had nothing done, no planning for the future at all. And she literally says to me, you saved my life. Yeah. You remember me saying, Judy, my, my, one of my credos about staying on top of people is it's better to be looked over than overlooked, right? We need yep. to look over people. And you know what? You can look at, I, this is my prayer before I make every call. Dear God, let this person pick up the phone and let them tell me like the one did on Friday. Oh, it's so nice of you to call. My brother-in-law is an, inve an investment advisor, so we have everything with him. But I really appreciate your call. Good. I move on. That's a great call. I'm, I am not. You are not. None of you guys either. None of us are going to get an appointment with every call we make. That's not the game. The game of life is persistence. You don't give up. Because those nuggets are in there, those people. And you also want to work with clients that you like, that are pleasant to work with. So I say keep calling. Yeah. And that's a great segue, uh, Judy. Uh, someone asked about the three dial method and uh, whether I personally would want to be called three times. Um, if, they, if you really want a more in-depth answer to that question, you can go back to a previous Andy Amos Live uh, where we, when we were interviewing uh, Mike Casey and he describes it in detail. But effectively, in a nutshell, it's the first phone call when you reach out to a prospect, they don't know who you are. So the odds of them answering that first call is, is I hate to say zero, but it's going to be near zero because I'm the same way. I, if, I, if it's a number I don't recognize, there's no name or whatever it is, there's a very good chance I'm not going to answer that phone no matter who it is. The reason why you call back a second time is to just, I guess, to let them know that you're a real person. It's not a tele telemarketer because no telemarketer is going to call you back to back. They've already moved on to another call. So the second call is kind of like the, the, the odds of them picking up the phone is far greater, first of all, because now they recognize that you're not a telemarketer, but they still might not pick up the phone. If you call a third time, then they're like, okay, this, this is important. And it is important. I mean, you're talking about their financial future. So that's the reason why there's three calls. Um, again, Mike Casey explains it a lot better than I do. And uh, he's about 80% for those who are interested. He's getting about an 80% success ratio. So for every 10 leads that he gets from Planswell, he actually speaks to about eight of them. And of those eight, he books four meetings. So that's 50% success rate. So it's working for him. Um, so no, I don't believe that anyone's, I guess, wouldn't be or would be upset because I got three phone calls back to back. Uh, Mike has said nothing but positive things about his method. So I would refer that back to them. But Judy, before we let you go, um, is there any last words? Any, any thoughts about plans? Well, um, where are you moving on? Are you going to write a book? How, how, what else would you have to say? I Somebody's did. asking how to buy it. Oh, it's on Amazon guys. It's 365 days of abundance. Just like it says on the screen by Judy Marie Bailoff, it pops right up. Um, it's, and I, 
I don't know. I the three call thing. I think that's so cool that he's getting a fifty percent ratio. I just have manners. The, my my Minnesota manners don't let me do that. But but I'm okay doing it the way I do it. I'm really happy, so I'm good. Of course, and that's why everyone has their own methods, and that's the reason why we have so many interviews with, with different people because everyone approaches these things differently. And if I'm an advisor in the audience uh, today, I'm looking at this and possibly going back to previous episodes and just find the one that works for me because we all know there's so many different ways we can connect with clients. So that's fantastic. So Judy, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor to have you here today. Thank um, you so much, and thank you everybody for listening and staying and. Uh, I'm at uh, JudyMarie1952 at gmail.com if you have another question or you want to just talk. Actually, I do have a question. How much is your book? $15.99 is the paperback and $39.99 is the hardcover. Hardcovers are really expensive. Is there, a, is there a digital version too, Judy? Yeah, there's a digital version and an Audible. So it's on Nook, it's on uh, Kindle, and there's also an Audible. All right. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, as we sign off, I just want to remind everybody that as advisors, your job is very important. And this, this is the time where we get to earn our keep as advisors. It's not during the good times when every time they open up a statement, it's another positive quarter, another positive quarter, another positive quarter. I'm being honest, guys, your clients don't need you. Your clients do not need you as much as they need you right now when they're worried about wars all over the world, inflation, uh, pandemics and all this crazy stuff that's happening around our world. This is the time that you should be reaching out to every single one of your clients, every single one of your prospects, because there are people out there that really, really want to talk to you. And as advisors, you serve an amazing, uh, you do amazing service and provide a huge value to to uh, everyone. And my my uh, phrase that I always like to leave every A and E live is: Don't aspire to make a living, aspire to make a difference. Thank you, everyone, so much for your time. Have a wonderful week, Thank and you, let's go get them, guys. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, guys. Thank Bye. You, Andy.